Welcome to Haunted Escapes Podcast with Chris and Diane. Uh, Since this is our first episode, I figured we would introduce ourselves. My name is Chris Turner. I'm 40 years old. I've been interested in the paranormal since I was a young kid. Uh, Growing up, I always would write stories about it. And then when I got old enough, I started going out and checking different places out and seeing different haunted locations. Uh, And then I had some experiences that happened, which really got me interested into it. And then uh, I just so happened to be lucky, and when I was looking for... uh, that special someone I happen to find me Diane <laughs> um, yes hi my name's Diane Turner um, I've been interested in the paranormal since I was a little kid growing up we had uh, we lived in a real creepy house where there'd be creepy noises and things and things I saw as a kid and noises I'd hear as a kid and um I happened to meet Chris, and our first date, we spent about three hours talking yeah, about personal ghost stories, so I was like, yeah, this is this is the one. Yeah, you know, when you can sit there in a car with somebody, and you can just talk to them for three hours just about ghost stories and have a good time, you pretty much know that that's the person that you're going to uh, be able to go with. You want to get into the first episode? Yeah, so uh, first, we got we got married uh, back in 2016. 2016, yes. And we wound up going on, uh, when we were looking for honeymoons, it was going to be either Disney, you know, everybody wants to go to Disney, and then we looked into uh, Louisiana and New Orleans, and that struck our interest more. So we decided uh, we were going to go try to do that. So we set up for a trip, our honeymoon, mm-hmm. haunted honeymoon down to New Orleans. Yeah, it was, we would have had, it was a big party, you know, it's a big party town. And we spent, we would get more for our money, more time than, you know, at Disney. Yeah, I think Disney, it was like $5,000 for a week. And we got double that at New Orleans for like, 25, 2700, something like that. So, yeah, it was really, really cool. We stayed in two places. Uh, our first place so it was uh, <clears throat> the Magnolia Mansion in New Orleans. And then we stayed in the Myrtles Plantation. Yep, and that brings us to episode number one. This is going to be Haunted Escapes, episode number one. Haunted Honeymoon in New Orleans, part one, the Myrtles Plantation. Yeah, so we figured we wanted to talk about that. Explain to you the stuff that we went through. Give you a little bit of background of the Myrtles. Most people probably know because it's the Myrtles. I mean, they're huge. But we're going to go through over it, and then we'll tell you the stuff that we went through. And then uh, it's probably going to be a two-episode uh, podcast. We're going to do Myrtles first, and then we'll go over the Magnolia. So <clears throat> now we're going to get into the Myrtles and a little bit of history. This is from their website. Uh, So it says, The drama of the Myrtles Plantation began in 1796, when General David Bradford, also known as Whiskey Dave of the Whiskey Rebellion, fled the United States to avoid arrest and imprisonment. Bradford arrived at Bayou Sara, then a Spanish colony, and obtained a land grant of 650 acres from the Baron de Corondelet to begin a new life. 
1820, the Myrtles was sold to his son-in-law, Judge Clark Woodruff, who remodeled the mansion. The Sterling Era. Fourteen years after the house was sold to Mr. Ruffin Sterling, who completed the mansion in the grand year that once one can see today. The 125-foot-long veranda is noted for its ornamental ironwork. The entrance foyer contains some of the finest examples of fable. Some French word. Yeah, some French word. And often pierced frieze work in existence today. The French chandelier is Baccarat crystal and weighs more than 300 pounds. The stained glass entrance original. Yeah, it is. The stained glass entrance original to the house was hand painted, etched, and patterned after the French cross to ward off evil. The ladies and gentlemen's parlors are mirrored reflections of one another. These two rooms are identical in size and exhibit magnificent open pierced frieze work molding. The Carrara marble mantles grace the north and south walls of the parlor. Now, when you're there, you can't you can see them. They have a uh, a mystery tour, and they walk you around and they show you that. But when you're staying there, that that's locked off. You don't yeah, you that's can't, off limits. Yeah, you can't get in there. Uh, the dining and gaming rooms, important in plantation life, are downstairs. The former provided a place to hold festive dinners and to discuss events of the day. The latter offered a restful and intimate atmosphere for games of chance. That's another area that is, uh, you can see it when you go on the mystery tour, but it's locked off at night. When at least when we were there, there, we weren't able to, to get in there. No, we saw it during the tour. Yeah, but you can't, you can't like... Um, yeah, they, you have, I think you have to get like a, a written thing from them that lets you to actually go in there and stuff. Uh, next is the legend of Chloe. Now, I know everybody heard of her. This is the ghost that everybody's most familiar with. Yes. The National Geographic Explorer filming crew determined that the photograph definitely contained what appeared to be an apparition of what they believed to be a slave girl. The slave girl appeared in the breezeway between the general's store and butler's pantry of the mansion. The horizontal exterior boards of the mansion were clearly visible through the body of the apparition. National Geographic Explorer used the photograph in their documentary and suggests that a postcard should be made of the photograph. This is, when you go there, they have, this is one of the famous ghost photographs that they have on display, as well as some photographs that some of the guests have taken. Yeah, during the tour, when you go through their their uh, haunted mystery tour, uh, right towards the end of it, they stop in uh, the dining room, and they talk about everything, and then they show you this picture. And the picture is really cool. Like you can really, you can easily see mm-hmm. uh, what's going, what's there, and everything. Yeah, it looks like a woman in yeah. a turban. Yeah, it does. It looks like a woman standing there. And then also on the top, when you look up near the windows, you can see what looks like uh, two kids. Yeah, two uh, little silhouettes. Yeah, the photo was taken as a zoning thing, and they actually, when they were doing it, after Nash, uh, before National Geographic looked at it, uh, the Myrtles had someone, they came in, they took the pictures for zoning. Well, they actually contacted them, and they didn't take the video because they said there was somebody in the video. Mm-hmm. And that's when the people at the Myrtles looked at the, well, not video, the, f- the, the photo. photo. And that's when the people at the Myrtles looked at the photo and there was nobody there. And they that's when they started thinking it was the ghost, Chloe. So then they sent it to National Geographic, who did a bunch of tests on it, and they came back that it was, it was all authentic. 
it's pretty cool though. They show you it there. You can see see copies of it online and everything, but when you go there, they show you the actual photograph. It's like marked with red from where the uh, the National Geographic people circled and said what should and shouldn't be, and it's neat. It's definitely neat. And this this was on display when we were there. I don't we don't know if anything changed if they took anything down, added anything, but we can only talk about what we saw and witnessed when we were there. Yeah, and when we were there that was part of the tour. Uh then they have uh there's other there's another uh, bunch of other ghosts that they say live in there in there. One is uh the wife of uh Ruffin Sterling, and she said to haunt, uh, haunt the bedroom that we actually stayed in. Uh, we stayed in the room called uh, the Ruffin Sterling Suite, which used to be the uh, children's nursery. nursery. And now in the story, Chloe, she winds up get she works in the house, and uh, she gets caught eavesdropping on. Uh, Bradford, who then, as a punishment, cuts off her ear and sends her out to work in the kitchens. Now, it's the, think about it. It's Louisiana. It's the summer. It's hot. Now she's in the kitchens where she went from being in the main house. So she tries to decide to figure out a way to get back into the good graces of uh, her master. And what they wind up doing is she comes up with... She's going to poison uh, the children... With a dose of oleander leaves. And then nurse them back to health. And then, yes, her goal was to nurse them back to health, which they would be, oh, fantastic job. She would get back into, she'd be allowed back into the main house and all would be well. Well, the problem was when she she decided she's going to bake a cake and put the oleander leaves in the cake. Well, her measurements were off. And instead of making the children sick, uh, it killed them. Mm-hmm. It killed uh two of them I think and uh, the and Bradford's wife because Bradford wasn't in town and the other girl was asleep because it was too late I think they told I think her. she was too young yeah something too like young that so, <clears throat> so when Bradford so then afterwards uh, when Chloe finds out that she kills these people died she freaks out she doesn't know what to do she runs out to her fellow uh, slaves, slaves and them, because they're worried of what kind of punishment they would get into, they wind up actually turning on Chloe, and they hang her from one of the, the, trees. the trees out front on the lawn. And then after they hang her, they take the body, and they weigh it down with stones, and they toss it in the river. Mm-hmm. And so Chloe's spirit is one that haunts the house. So are the two little girls that passed away, as well as Bradford's... Uh, Bradford's wife and Katie Winter. That that came yeah, that came after. That was uh, another family bought William Winters. He was I think he bought it after the Sterlings, mm-hmm. and he had a. Uh, he wound up. Uh, his daughter got. He had a little girl. She was like three, and she actually wound up coming down with uh, yellow fever, mm-hmm. and then she dies from yellow fever. And in Again, when we were there, they have the portrait of this little girl that was started before she died. 
and then they finished the portrait after she died. Yeah, and you could see a difference. And you can see the difference. On the one side, when she's alive, you can tell, like, she looks well, alive. And on the second side, she's more bloated looking, and you can tell that the it was... Yeah, the face is more drooping. It's, it's a very... Eerie. Eerie, eerie uh, painting. So, uh, now we're going to get to the actual story what happened with us when we went there. So we stayed there two nights and three days. Um, our first night, so let me start by saying that when we got there, uh, we were uh, given the keys and we were we were staying in the Ruff and Sterling room, which is part of the original house. Yeah. And there's no, like, doorman or footman or anybody to help you with your bags. You got to carry your bags up these old 1800s now they were like seventeen steps. something. So that, in in the first place, that in fact is an adventure because getting our suitcases up those steps was not pleasant. Yeah, the stairs were really, really uh, high. It was all it was very steep, and because I guess the house is so old, everything is like warped. warped. <laughs> so it it really throws off uh, your balance and your dimension. So. Yeah, lugging our bags up the steps, that was an adventure in its own right. And then as we're going up the steps, <laughs> you look over on the wall, and there was this creepy, <laughs> creepy painting of some guy standing there. And was it Bradford? It might have been, and it was it was definitely it, weird. It was a portrait. It was about, what, seven feet tall? No, it wasn't that big. Five feet tall? <laughs> it was like three feet, maybe. Well, let's start with our first impressions. What were your first impressions? Uh, first impressions. The first impressions there? when we pulled into the place and saw it, it's absolutely it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. It's got the giant uh, trees, the oleander trees, or not oleander trees, uh, the myrtle trees. And then you see a bunch of uh, like it's got all these old sculptures and the uh, there's a real it's got the big porch that goes all the way around. It's really nice. And when you walk down there, you go to what, uh, it's like a gift shop. That's also where we checked in. And they had a restaurant there. And uh, it was really nice. We went in there and we got, uh, they gave us our key. We got our stuff upstairs. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> when you get up there, it's, there's a, at the top of the steps, it's like a sitting area. And then there were four bedrooms yes. that were from the original house. There was the one we were staying in, which was the children's nursery. And then there was one next to us, which had an adjoining door. Uh, that was where their, uh, like the nanny would stay. Yes. And then on the other side, right across from us, was the infamous doll room. Yes. And then next to that, there's it's called the John Leake Room, I think, and that's uh, stories about a uh, a Confederate soldier who was wounded, and he went in there, and he wound up dying. But uh, yeah, we stayed in the children's room, and going into the room, we our first day there, we unlock the door, the door opens, no problem. We go in, we're walking around. It's a very old room, very small. The room was very small, but it was. It was really neat. It was creepy, but it was it was pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me start by saying that when you first arrived to the Myrtles, the Myrtles is what you think of when you think of slow Southern living, 
That's what you think of when you get to the Myrtles. It's sipping lemonade or iced tea in a rock and porch, just staring Which out we actually at got. The... We actually did that. Yes, we did. <laughs> sipping um, lemonade in a rocking chair, just staring out at the pond, watching the ducks. And yes, we did get a chance to do that. Yes, we did. But um, yes, that was my first impression when we first got to the Myrtles. And then moving on to our room which we found out was the children's nursery. When we first opened the door, your, there was a nice big canopy bed. I think there was a fireplace. Was there yeah, a fireplace? There, was, there was a fireplace, but they had it like, yeah, like you couldn't use like it. Like blocked off. And a closet, no TV. Um, there was central air conditioning. Yes, there was. That our room didn't have a bathroom. That was no, yeah, thing. that's the thing. Uh, the only ones that have their own bathrooms are, see, we were in what was the original house. Then they have the add-on, which was from the Ruffin Sterling area. Now the add-on is uh, when you see like the shows, and they walk in, and it's got the stairs and. Uh, the, you have like the mirror that everybody talks about where you look in the mirror and you can see the ghosts or the images of uh, Bradford's kids and his wife in there. That area is the uh, what they call the main house now. <clears throat> With, that's got two suites on it. One on the first floor and one on the second floor. But we didn't stay there. We were over in the the original part of the building. Uh, mm-hmm. So, back to about the room. Uh, in our room upstairs, there were two bathrooms at the end of this hall. And uh, that we had to share them, basically. The two well, rooms share it was one bathroom. The Rough and Sterling Suite and the infamous doll room. That room that was across from us also didn't have a bathroom. So there were two bathrooms at the end of the hall. One was for ours, and one was for their for their use. Okay. And then the two suites up there, they had their own bathrooms, but we didn't stay in one of the suites. But it was, uh, so we go in there and we unpack our stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we go down and we start doing what everybody does at the Myrtles. We're looking... Got our AVPs out recording. We're going around trying to see what if we can pick anything up. Mm-hmm. Because if you stay there, you're allowed to walk <clears throat> in the main part of the house and look into the infamous mirror where everybody sees the faces of the children. And there's also the steps where... Um, who was the one that died on the steps? Uh, I think that was William Winters. He gets shot. Yes, and he dies on the steps and there's... Uh, stories of hearing footsteps and seeing him at the top of the stairs, but we didn't witness any of that. Yeah. So, we were in uh, our area. We went, we walked around, we did some EVPs, we went into the doll room. There was actually a couple who was uh, staying in the doll room, room. but something must have happened with them because they didn't even finish the night. They left middle of the night. Yes, the first night we were there, they were doing, they had all of their ghost equipment out with their EVPs and their cameras, and then um, something must have happened in the middle of the night, and they left. By the morning, they were gone. Because the way it was when we went anyway, I don't think they do it anymore. 
But uh, you would go in there and you stayed the night. And then the next morning they had a big uh, breakfast. And you would go downstairs and they made you breakfast. And you would sit there and you swap stories with uh, the other guests. And everybody talks about whether or not they saw things and stuff like that. It was neat. I don't think they do that anymore though. But our first night we didn't experience anything. Yeah, we didn't do nothing. You think that you would because that was the night we went on the mystery tour. That yes. was the night we found out the room we were in was the uh, one with the kids. The and they nursery. yes, and they tell us, oh, that room, these rooms are active, and this that, and then. So, walked around, went outside, went walking through uh, the grounds. The grounds are really. Very, very pretty, but at nighttime, it's so dark, you can barely see. Yeah, well, let me say that we didn't experience... The first night, we didn't experience anything in our room. Yes. When we were walking around, that was a different story. There's... Outside. Um, when we were walking around the grounds, it was <sighs> after our mystery tour, and we were doing a little bit of ghost hunting before bed, and there's a tale... There's uh, one ghost called the caretaker, who is supposed to... Um, walk the grounds, check on the guests, make sure everything is in order. And as we were walking, we kept hearing footsteps behind us. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Uh, so we're walking around now. It's pitch black in this place. And all we had was a light from our phone. So we didn't have a lot to see. And as we were walking around the grounds, it kept sounding like there were footsteps, somebody behind us. Mm -hmm. And we would stop. And we would turn around and look, and there's nobody there. And then we would start walking again. You walk for a while, and you would hear it again. And that happened off and on the whole night. And then, uh, that then we went to bed, and we thought that we were gonna maybe have something weird happen. We ran our recordings and stuff, and uh, we went to bed. Well, nothing happened. The next morning, we wake up. Uh, we were ready to go down for breakfast. We opened the door from the room go downstairs they sit around and all the people who went on the tour with us who stayed there they were asking they're like oh they're talking about did you have anything happen this and we had had nothing it was totally quiet mm -hmm. so then uh we walked around the second day and that's where we were we got to relax it's definitely a place you want to go if you want to relax like, you can sit on the porch in the rocking chairs. Yeah, you can get something to drink. You have your lemonade. You just sit there. It's, it's just very relaxing. There's no running around. Yeah. There's no hustle and bustle. It's very laid back, relaxed. Uh, we spent the day wandering around the ground some more, doing some more of the ghost hunting. And then uh, we, yeah. then we wound up going upstairs and... Uh, we uh, we went to bed that night, and our door was jammed. It was jamming on me, and I couldn't get it open. So after messing with it, I finally got it to open, and we went in, and uh, then we are ready to go to sleep. And that is when uh, some weird stuff started to happen. So we went to bed, and we're laying in bed that night, and Diane just passed out. Falls asleep, no problem. Yes, let me let me say that the whole time I was there, I kept saying out loud, I don't want to see anything. I can 
deal with EVPs, I can deal with pictures, but I do not want to see you in the flesh. I do not want to see you when I'm, I do not want to see you hovering over me when I'm sleeping. I kept saying that over and over, so when it was time to go to bed the second night, I just pissed out. I don't know if it was from nerves or just exhaustion, but Chris is the one that had the, the interesting story. Yeah, so before we went to bed, I was frustrated. Because you go to the Myrtles, you want to have something creepy happen. He, yeah. wa- he wasn't frustrated. He was angry. <laughs> so we're outside, and yeah, I heard the footsteps, and that was creepy. But, you know, you want something substantial to happen. And it wasn't our footsteps. We would stop walking, and we would still hear the footsteps, and we'd be peering into the darkness with our little camera phones trying to see if anybody's there. But... Uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, there was no one there. <laughs> so then uh, I start. I was complaining. I, I and I said out loud. I was like, "This is this is all bull crap. Nothing's going to happen." You know. Well, he was saying that all the stories were just stories that everybody makes up everything, and then this happened. Yeah. So I lay down. We go to bed. Like I said, Diane fell asleep right away. She was out like a light. I'm laying there in bed, trying to sleep, and uh, I fall asleep, and then I wake up. And we had, um, I think both nights we had the phones running in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had recording thing running to try to catch any kind of EVPs and stuff. So I go to bed, and uh, I sleep for a while, and then I wind up waking up in the middle of the night. It had to have been around... Probably a little before midnight. Uh, and I'm laying there and just, you, you know, when thing like the air just gets very heavy and you can tell things, it's like weird. So like all, my, all your senses are on high alert. So I'm sitting there while well, laying there in the bed and all of a sudden it feels like uh, I start hearing humming. I start hearing like a humming noise, like, hmm, 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 hmm. and that was weird, and I didn't know what it was. Like a little kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a kid or a parent or somebody who would be humming to you. And then uh, I tried covering it up, thinking it might be one of the people in the room next door to us. Uh, try to get to sleep. Well, then now I start feeling what it feels like something was on the bed. At the foot of the bed. There was like a pressure pushed down at the foot of the bed. And it was followed by where it got like... My feet got really cold. And it was so like substantial where I actually flipped my blankets a couple times. Thinking to see if what, what was going on. And then the blanket would settle back on me and I would lay there again. And again it would start... I'd be alright for a couple seconds and then I would feel it again. And then it started feeling like this cold mass was moving up the bed, and it was coming closer between, like, to in between me and my wife. And uh, and let me just say that I slept through the whole thing. I didn't experience none of this. <laughs> yeah, she she just slept through it all. It was all me. So I'm laying there, and I feel this pressure on me, and it keeps getting higher and higher close to the bed and then I would flip it flip my sheets and then settle down and it would start over again and this went on 
for oh, had to have been about three, maybe four hours. And I finally, I wound up just waking up and then I woke my wife up. So then uh, we get ready and I told my wife what happened. And she tells me, oh, that's because you were, you were out there questioning everything. Mm -hmm. and so you were taunting the children. Taunting you're taunting the, the spirits. So then uh, we go down to breakfast and I tell everybody the story. And then this other couple says that they heard, uh, they heard someone. They were staying outside, and they had an experience where they're uh, they kept hearing someone walking back and forth in their cabin. Yes, they were staying in um, on the plantation grounds. There's the main house, the you know the main house, and then on the grounds of the on the grounds of the plantation, they have cabins that they built to accommodate more guests. Mm -hmm. And these two people who we had met the night before, they were from uh, down there, and they were just there to, for I guess to stay for the night. And they, uh, they told us that they had heard footsteps back and forth in their living room of their cabin all night long, and then they heard what sounded like their their uh, sink, yeah, their sink. running. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where they actually called the nighttime maintenance people and had them come over because they thought something was going on. And they told them, no, nothing. So then that, that was weird. And then there was this other family from Australia. Mm -hmm. And they were staying in the main house, the newer part, uh, in this one suite. And they said that after we told them what happened to us, and it ended right around 2, 3, they said that right around that time down where they were, they started feeling similar things and they said that they felt like someone was messing with their toes yeah so everybody sat there and then we heard as we told them the story uh the lady was working the front desk over was listening in on it and she's like oh yeah she's like that that's just one of the many stories and there were these two guys who were cooking the breakfast and they they worked on the grounds they would do the cooking and they also <coughs> did like uh they cleaned the rooms and stuff so she told them, oh, tell the story about what happened in that room. And they tell us they were mopping the Ruff and Sterling room right before we had gotten there. And they got done mopping everything, getting it ready, when uh, they saw... Little children's footprints. Yeah, little children's footprints in the wet floor walking towards them. And they said they just noped out of there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't blame them. So then, uh, after we heard all that, we went upstairs, and uh, we had, uh, if you've ever seen Miss es Esther, she's been in, in all the shows, and she's like, uh, she's a pretty big deal there, everybody knows her. And yeah, she's worked with the, she's worked for the Myrtles a long time, she's been on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, um, a lot of the uh, yeah. documentaries about the place. Yeah, any pretty much any documentary or show you see about the yeah, Myrtles, Miss Hester's going to be in it, and she was super nice. Oh, yeah, she was super nice. She took a picture with us and everything. And then uh, she asked us if anything strange had happened where we were staying. And I, I explained the story to her. And she goes, okay. She goes, well, answer me a question. I said, yeah, sure. She goes, um, when you got here... Did you have a hard time getting into the room? I'm like, what do you mean? She said, was the door sticking? So I told her, I'm like, no, it was fine. We got in and out. It opened. We had no problem. She's like, okay. Now, last night, 
after you guys did your walk around the grounds, did the door stick? And I told her, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it did it. It, like, stuck and it was hard to open. And she goes, oh, she's like, yeah, that's just the children wanting to play with you. <laughs> she said she said they do that when they're going to have a rambunctious night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was really, really weird. And then. Chris we, got to play with the kids. Yeah. So then we went to, uh, on the way home after we checked out, uh, we, we played our, uh our EVPs that we took. And the one EVP we got, it sounds like a little girl saying, hello, and then she says, who's that? Yeah, she says, who is that? Which means she was talking to another (laughs) ghost. (laughs) Which means there was most likely more than one ghost in the room with us. Just this one, uh, one of them was braver than the other and decided to climb up and mess with me. Yes. And and then um, afterwards, a couple months later, we were watching TV, and this other people went to this ghost thing, and they were talking to somebody else who was there who stayed in that room, and they the other person said that when they were there, they had the same type of stuff that happened to me happen to them, humming followed by what felt like a little kid trying to climb in bed with you, like mm-hmm. the way like your kids would when they want to try to cuddle up next to you. So that just brought back all the memories of what happened while we were there. And it was just, it was a, an amazing place. Uh, everything about it was great. The hospitality, the mm-hmm. stories, the other guests, everybody was there. They were fun. They were nice to talk to. It was just a really great experience. And we're looking forward to go back. And I would definitely recommend any of you guys who were listening to try to get there when you can. If you're, if you're, the, I guess that's what I'm going to ask you next is your final impressions of the Myrtles. My final impressions of the Myrtles was, it was just an amazing place. It was gorgeous. I had wanted to go there forever. And uh, my mom had always wanted to go and she passed away without being able to see it, but I got to go see it, and it was just, it was just, oh, it was next level. I would definitely say stay more than one night. Yes. Because I believe that one night, you you might, you probably ain't going to really experience it too much, but if you can stay two nights, I would recommend it, because it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's kind of a theory that we have about, about the Myrtles, that you have to stay more than one night, and, it's just a, a theory based on a lot of, it's not scientific or anything, but a lot of the shows that we watch, they go and they stay a couple hours or they only stay one night and they don't get any evidence or some evidence or or none at all. But that's the theory that we have is that you have to stay more than one night. Yeah, because for you to stay one night, you're expecting a ghost or the spirits to do things on your time and... They're not going to do things on your time. They're going to do things when they want to. They're not going to act on command. Sometimes they may, but for the most part, a lot of the story, like shows you watch, they don't get much. But if you stay longer, you're opening yourself more to it. And I think you have a better chance of things happening. So we're big on thinking that if you go to like a haunted location, like a hotel or Mm -hmm. something, you want to stay... 
at least two nights because then it gives you another uh, more of a chance for something to happen. I mean, if you can do more, obviously you would do more, but I would say at least two nights. Yeah. But the Myrtles was beautiful. It was beautiful. The hospitality was great. Miss mm-hmm. Hester was amazing. Uh, yeah, everything was awesome. I I am looking forward to going there again. Like I said, and I would advise uh, anybody who listens to this if you get a chance. You want to try to get down to St. Francisville, uh, Louisiana, and go check out the Myrtles Plantation. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, I, I pretty much second that. It's a great location. It's great. Um, the staff is great. The accommodations are great. It's like you go to New Orleans where it's alive and there's... There's music, there's dancing, it's loud, and then you go to St. Francis fell to the Myrtles. Yeah, for your hangover cure. Yeah, pretty much. To relax. That's it. Actually, we stayed at the Magnolia Mansion in Louisiana first, mm-hmm. but we wanted to do the podcast and talk about the Myrtles because most people know about the Myrtles more so than the other place we're going to talk about in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. The next podcast will be about uh, our time in Magnolia Mansion, where that was in New Orleans, in the uh, Garden District, and we were there for about five days? Yeah, almost a week. We were there for about a week, and there were some really cool things that happened there, and there's a pretty cool story about all that, and uh, then we'll also go into some details on some of the ghost walks that we went on while we were there in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's tons of them, and there's so much to see and do, and a great place. It was a great choice for us, and yeah, if you got a chance to, you should try to get down to New Orleans and definitely try to stay by a night or two at the Myrtles Plantation see yeah. what happens. Yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, it's something that you should definitely try to experience at least once. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that's everything. Uh, again, this was Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a page on YouTube, a YouTube channel called Penepic Horror Stories. Uh, we'll have links in the descriptions below. And uh, it'll tell us that they had stories that usually they're ones we've made up or things that we've experienced. And we have about, it's, we're still kind of new. And we only have maybe seven or eight videos up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to, I would say go check it out. Like and subscribe. Just like here, like like and subscribe to the to the podcast so you can know when we post new ones. Uh, we also would like to say whether or not you have your own stories from uh, your own haunted escapes. Uh, you can share it with us at an email. You can email us at panepicproductions at gmail.com. Yep. All of our links will be in the descriptions. And thank you for listening to our first podcast. Yes, thank you for listening to our first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And uh, we'll have another one out uh, next week. All right. right, Thank you very much. And have a great night or day. Bye-bye.